Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is Cindy Meyer with the Spirit Seeker um, Hour. It's, uh, we offer this show once a week on Friday mornings from 9 until 10 a.m. Central Time, and the show is um, made possible by the readers of Spirit Seeker um, Magazine and the advertisers in Spirit Seeker Magazine. So um, I like to mention that you can um, find this magazine online. We've been online since 1998, and we've been um, printed for two years before that. But in 1998, we became a digital magazine that you can read anywhere from your computer. Um, you just go to spiritseeker.com and click on the cover. We have a new site launching. They're just waiting for a few minor tweaks, and then the new site will be um will be online, and then when you find an article that you enjoy, you can just click and send that article to your friends and family. Right now, um, you can do that if it's a little bit clunkier. So the new site's going to be so much easier um, to maneuver. So the June issue is online. You will also find it in the Whole Foods in St. Louis um, and in Chicago and in parts of Florida. So there you are. We're still doing... Um, a limited run. We're in some other locations, but those are the ones that I know that I can just say go there. And in July, we will be back to, um, you know, our full print run, hoping everything's, you know, back open again. Um, but we um, have been digital, and we have been increasing our digital readership. Now, the other thing that Spirit Seeker does is we have a um, a weekly email newsletter. And to be eligible for drawings for books and CDs and DVDs and tickets to events. Um, we do ask that you be on our email list. So we don't sell it. We You, you get one, um, possibly two emails a week, and um, and they're always something to do with a mind-body-spirit event or um, someone's services. So um, so know that at Sacred Sanct, we're not selling it. So just go to thespiritseeker.com, and there's a join our newsletter at the bottom of the page, or you can send an email directly to info at spiritseeker.com. Okay, so um, just a couple more messages, and then um, I'm bringing my guest on. And the messages that I want to share are I will be teaching um, two classes uh, by Zoom. This, this I, I taught, you know, everything changed with COVID, as everyone knows. And um, so I taught the last weeks of my mediumship class that I normally teach in person. I um, taught it by Zoom. And the feedback was, this was great. Everyone enjoyed it. Um, and I've been, um, I've had people ask me for a long, long time, when, um, when can you start teaching online? Because I, m- most of you know, I teach and travel all over the United States, and sometimes, you know, outside the United States. But I, I know people now from all over, and they're like, oh, when are you going to be in Florida? So you can teach feng shui. When will you be in Chicago? And I would have been at five conferences in the last three months, but um, everything was canceled, of course, with COVID. So I am teaching two feng shui classes online. They are going to be on Wednesday evenings. Um, the, the first one is, oh, my gosh, I thought I had it in front of me. It's going to take me one second. Okay. Um, the first one is on Wednesday There's dead space, dead time on my air that doesn't happen. Sydney Meyer always has something to say. (laughs) I'm just not sure what page they put my ad on. Um, At any rate, it's on Wednesday. Let me look at a calendar. Um, The first one is just the basics of Bunchway. It's the 17th, and then the next one is on the 24th. So the 17th is just... Uh, not just, it's how to really work with your own home with feng shui. By the time you're finished with um, that hour and a half class, 
um, you will know how to work with a Bagua in your own space and start playing around and really manifesting through intention. Um, the next week is for wealth and health, and that is on the 24th. Any like if you're on our email list, you will get notices on this. But if um, if you have any questions about that, you can call my office six three six five three zero seven five seven nine, or by all means um, send us an email at info at spiritseeker dot com. Okay, that is it for announcements. Now here we go. I am going to bring my guest on in one second. Her name is Christine Compass, and she joins me on the first Friday of each and every month. Um, she's an intuitive astrologer uh, and life coach. She helps bring uh, clarity, purpose, and healing, uh, and she will share the astrology for, like, right now for today, because today is a full moon, um, and she'll be talking about, and it's a lunar eclipse, so she'll be talking about that, and I'll be tagging in, um, and then I um, will both be talking about the moon manifesting cycles for this month, and then also... Um, we will be doing readings at the end. So if you uh, want a reading, then please push one um, star or, um, yes, push one star on your phone, and then that will alert me on the switchboard that you are wanting a reading today. Um, And just a little bit about me before uh, we dive in. Um, I am a life coach. Uh, I'm a C-suite coach for executives, and I do mind-body-spirit coaching. This is really more of my work. Um, is with individuals. Um, sometimes I do do couples coaching, but um, for the most part, my work is working as a, as a coach with people who are ready to go to the next level in their life. And I get to use all my skills. I, um, I'm a psychic medium, feng shui practitioner, and in an energy medicine practitioner. Um, I do all my sessions now by Zoom um, or over the phone. Um, but I do remote sessions, and I'm also um, trained in dowsing. We learned a lot about space clearing and feng shui, and I've gone on to study. So that's just a little bit about me. So between between Christine and myself, we have all kinds of knowledge, and we're going to share that with you today. Okay, so let me see if Christine is here. Hello, Christine, are you there? Okay, I have the wrong one. Let me. Okay, so... I don't see her on the switchboard yet, so let me go over here and double-check. It was a good day for sleeping in, I'll tell you, in the Midwest anyway. It's like a gloomy little day, but it's also a day that um, is a is a very intense day with astrology. So we're going to be talking about that. Okay, here she is. Okay, all right. Christine, hey, here so you are. I know. I had the wrong number in my head, so I had to go look for your number. Oh. So thank you for being here and, and joining us for, Thanks. you know, the first Friday of every month. And sometimes you come in extra. So um, so welcome. Thank welcome, you. welcome. <laughs> so we have a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah, lot of things going. I'm excited to dive into it all, particularly even just starting with, you know, today's energy. There's so many you know, even our world collectively, there's so much energy happening right now. And so I've been so grateful to understand these cycles that we're in and be able to, you know, have a little bit of a heads up of, of kind of the energy that's coming and just not be as, you know, I, I feel like it's made me more flexible in these times. It's just really able to just kind of go with the flow of, look, things are changing and we got to right. go with that. 
<laughs> well, and I think that's the um, the passage right here with Sagittarius, you know, like they're adventurous and, you know, all of these other wonderful things. And here we have that energy coupled with the Gemini uh, energy. But I want to tell you, the last show that you did helped me so much. I took so many notes. I went back and re-listened to that show because there was so much information in it. And then when this whole deal, you know, with the three eclipses in a row and just all kinds of, I'm, you're the astrologer. I've just been reading and I'm like, I can't wait till Christine's on the, on the, on the, on the call. So, so I'm just going to let you take it and um, run with it. And I will jump in occasionally, but please educate us because it's, um, it's, it's a time I feel intuitively. And you tell me if I'm right, that when you have, like, first of all, it's my understanding that we normally have two lunar and solar eclipses six months apart as a general rule. And But what's the deal with having a third one? That's just like, but this doesn't happen, right, very often? Right. It does not happen very often. And it's, uh, it's you know, it's just this, this cycle that we're in. We're, we're seeing so many convergence of these cycles that we don't normally have. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's just because that is, you know, 2020 is a year of massive, far-reaching change. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna dive in. I'm gonna get into today's the lunar eclipse um, that we have lunar eclipse, and it's a full moon today. So today, like you mentioned, it's this lunar eclipse. It's, it's highlighting this access between Gemini and Sagittarius. So with Gemini is communication. You know, Sagittarius rules our beliefs. Um, it rules our higher higher conscience, you know, our, our, you know, really our philosophies in life. So the communication of those beliefs is, is coming into play. Also, we have the planet Mars, which is this sort of aggressive planet of our drive and energy, which is squaring all of that. And squares in astrology are challenge points. So we have this aggressive challenge to our communication and our beliefs. Um, and you can see that collectively and, you know, with everything going on and pulling back the curtains, that's what really is happening right now. We're pulling back the curtains on this systemic, systemic racism and all of these injustices and we're being able to very clearly see them, which is what today is about. Today is this energy is full recognition and really beginning to very clearly see what we truly believe, how we truly communicate those beliefs, and how those are, you know, up, they're up for change. They're up for, you know, sort of rewriting and coming to a a stronger understanding because right now this eclipse is all about letting go. So this eclipse is, is tied into the south node and the south node is all about the past and letting go and so we're really releasing all of these old beliefs we're looking at what's no longer working um you know you can think of the south node as like our comfort zone and it's our default mode it's where we go to because it's what we've always done and it feels natural and it feels safe so with this eclipse energy there and all of these these challenge points around it um it's, we're really representing our beliefs and our higher consciousness. It also represents our dogma and our biases. So this eclipse, we're acknowledging our dogma and our biases and where we have been on autopilot for too long. 
and how we need to rein that in and take a look at those those beliefs and start to change them and start to, you know, figure them out. So we're releasing right now. We're letting go of these outdated beliefs, um, which is today is all about letting go. It's not a time for solutions. It's not a time for, um, you know, jumping into action. It's just really about reviewing where, you know, within ourselves and within society, where these beliefs have led us, you know, wrong. <laughs> and how, and I think that's very clearly on display right now throughout our society, throughout the nation, of where these things are not lining up with what we want. So, and then when you add in the the Mars square, so Mars has a journey, it's called the hero's journey that it cycles through. And Mars is at this first square or challenge point, you know, in its hero's journey. And so it's really pushing us to leave this familiar world and cross into the unknown. It's pushing us to go to our vulnerable places, to really embrace vulnerability. And the more we embrace, embrace that vulnerability and being outside of our comfort zone and acknowledging that, you know, what we've always done isn't working anymore and we need to leave that behind. So we move into this vulnerable place. We, we embrace that vulnerability and it becomes our strength. It becomes, you know, the more comfortable we get being uncomfortable is, is what is needed right now. Um, and then we also have Venus. Um, Venus is currently retrograde. It's bringing up all of these review of our relationships. Um, but Venus is opposite of this lunar eclipse. And so Venus, and Venus is also, um, she just crossed into being a morning star. So, you know, for the last however many months and years, we've been watching Venus in the sky. We're not really going to see her at night anymore. She's crossed, she's going to become a morning star where she's up with the sun during the day. Um, and so she's, she's kind of moving into this new phase of her journey as well, becoming this morning star and sort of rising, um, making, you know, really kind of rising with this heart on fire kind of energy. And now she's still retrograde and she's still kind of figuring that out um, through the next two weeks, through June 25th, I mean, this is still retrograde. So it's like the heart doesn't exactly know what it wants yet, but it's getting amped up. <laughs> it's getting really riled up. And just very, our hearts are being pulled on right now. And so at this lunar eclipse, as we acknowledge our dogma and our biases, and we also acknowledge our weaknesses and our vulnerabilities, that's, that's where we're at. We're acknowledging all of these things so that we can very clearly see how they affect our beliefs and how they affect what we have been communicating um, you know, this, this point today is about recognizing all of that to let it go and to understand that we need to come to a new understanding. And so, again, not today is not about finding solutions. It is really about gaining that awareness and, and you know, letting it go, releasing. You know, full moon is, you know, usually about taking, taking action. Well, that action today is, is releasing. That is what we're doing is letting go and making the decision to, to let go, making the decision to move into a better place, into a place filled with our, 
you know, ever-changing higher consciousness that sees that we are not, you know, as a society, we have not been acting and operating in a way that is true fairness and equal equalness for everyone. So now... That's interesting with everything that's going on. It's, it's, I mean, like I said, I'm so, I love the astrology and knowing what is happening um, and, and, under, and being able to look at the events that are going on and understand that society is experiencing this major shift. Um, you know, we're all coming to these higher understandings, and we, we simply can't tolerate the way that life has operated anymore. <laughs> Right, we reached, and I think the sheltering helped a lot yes. of people wake up to what's going on because all of a sudden they have time. Like even this radio show, we always did it on Thursday evenings, and what I have found is we have way more listens on the Friday morning and after hour listens because people want to be inspired. You know, even even if they are not able to join at nine a.m., they know that it's here, and then they listen to it because I get all the stats, and it's like. It's like we all are, and I've said this over and over, who would want to come out of the shelter down the same? You you want to come out differently because we've all been given a massive time out, and now we're out, and yet look at how we're out. There's massive protests all over the world, you know, and and it's all supporting what we in the United States are saying, no more, no more, like no more law and order um, violence, no more um, not honoring our citizens. And it's like really fascinating that the protests in some of the other countries are larger than what's happening in the USA. They're peaceful. They're showing their solidarity. Their countries are feeling the energy of them having been sheltered down, and we're all much more awake. And I, my prayer and hope had been that when we get to the other side, we'll all be more compassionate and kind to one another. You and I have talked about this. And, you mm-hmm. know, and here we are. Like, we're all released, sort of, not really. But even when we're released, we're not released because we have to live life in a different way. And I think that's part of this whole energy. A very Yeah, the lockdown has definitely contributed to it. And also social media and the just the connecting of everybody worldwide. You know, we have this, you know, distribution of information worldwide for the first time during such a, you know, upheaval of, of government and of policy and, and all of these things, and we're so socially connected. And, yes, because we all went on this giant pause, we were all tuned into our social networks even more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like funny. I hate when I see my screen time sometimes. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, but sometimes I leave my phone on it, too, and that's my rationalization. You're like, oh, you didn't totally log out. You weren't really on that much. But, but you know, and I don't. I read so much on the Internet. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and the links come from Facebook a lot of times, the articles I'm reading. So at any rate, so, Christine, how do we use, like, today, like, you know, it's it's my understanding that when you have um, an eclipse, and tell me if I'm correct on this, that it's a it, it, often you look back 19 years. I'm not sure why 19 years, but that's kind of like the the what I've been taught that you go back 19 years, which would be 2001, which interestingly enough is the year of 9/11. Um, yeah. And so so you go back 19 years and you look at what was going on in your life and what what parts back 
19 years are still needing to be healed so that you can, like you were talking about, this is a time where you can just like let go of the past and really rocket it. Just go forward with, you know, the rest of your journey. Just let all of it go. This is that opportune time. Or you look back 19 years ago, and this is what I've got. I have both of these that I've been doing is looking back and seeing what part of your old self, the part that was present at that time, what do you want to retrieve like, and bring into this energy now? So for me, 19 years ago, I owned a restaurant that was leaking money. I had bought it for my second husband, and two months in, he was like, oh, this is way too much work. Well, that's lovely. I used my <laughs> don't even ask. At any rate, so 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 19 years ago, I just looked at the situation after my accountant kind of gave me a stern warning and said, let it burn to the ground, get back to Spirit Seeker full time, or you're going to be in trouble here. And that was a defining moment because I had invested in someone else's dream, and it was a gamble that I lost because it just didn't work. And so what it did is it gave me this courage to just go in, and sell it. I sold it on my own. Didn't use, I didn't even use a broker. I just manifested the buyer. I sold it to the buyer. I got the heck out of there, and I got back to my true uh, life purpose and vision. And so that energy and clarity and so so confident, that's what I want to bring into now. And then the part that I want to let go of is being afraid to be adventurous at that level again and trying something totally outrageous. Mm-hmm. I mean, who buys a Middle Eastern restaurant, you know? <laughs> Someone that's married to a Middle Eastern man. But he really wasn't, but he kind of was. He lived in the Middle East and was fascinated, but that was his vision. So how can we use this Gemini, which is always so like the air and the thinking and the um, – and then with the Sagittarius fire energy, aiming for what you want, what's the best use of blending these two energies to work with this today especially and um, the next few days? Because, you know, it's not just today. It goes into the next few days. Yeah, well, and, it's you know, it is about, it's about setting our intentions right now. It's setting our intentions of how we want to move. You know, it, it's acknowledging what we don't want and letting that go and then creating a space and setting the intention for what we do want. And, you know, it's interesting. I, I as well, I, you know, you do go back 19 years, and I really don't know what exactly that reference is, but it is 19 years. And so you go back to 2001, you know, when we had 9-11, and, and think about how the country, you know, I feel like we more so responded in fear at that time. We were very fear-based. And now – I feel like this is an opportunity for us to respond in love and to really anchor ourselves in love. And we've learned, you know, over the last 10, 19 years, we've seen how that fear-based, you know, energy has played out with all of this, you know, government control and, you know, things coming in and, and, and us losing sort of our freedoms in a way. And, and so now as we redo that cycle, I think that's the biggest thing for me is just to set this intention of love um, to really honor what is in our heart and to, to look at what is in our heart and to release, you know, these, these beliefs and these things that aren't coming from a love-filled place. So that is my biggest intention for today is just this embracing this whole heart full of love for anything and everyone. And I think that's 
a big, you know, a big part of releasing today is stepping forward in love and letting go of this fear and anger and hate. And that's going to help us move forward as we, you know, clear out this social injustices and systemic racism and the only way to move forward and to really make accomplishments there is for everybody to move more into their hearts. I agree. I totally am um, You're on track. I mean, and that's really for all of us. And um, this isn't a political show, by the way. We hardly ever discuss politics, but you can't not discuss politics at this point when you have people marching all over the world. It's very similar to the women's march that happened, um, you know, after uh, the elections in the United States in 2016, and women on every continent just came together, and men and women and priests and nuns. There were just everyone in the streets, and never before had anything like that happen. And they saved the signs. This is the beautiful part. Many museums all over the world saved the protest signs, and they are now, like, like so that we can look back, so that people can remember mm-hmm. and say, wow, the whole world, like, just went, like, what happened here? And I think that we now have the young people so awake but also disillusioned with the way it's gone. And we have so many older, white-haired, archaic thinking. Now, not everyone old and white-haired is archaic thinking. Please don't think I'm doing ageism here. But but what we have in our government is a lot of old thinking, and it's not going to work anymore. And so when Obama talked the other day, the two things that I took away is giving us hope again, and especially the young people. They're, they're our future. And it's the young people, every color, every ethnicity, every everything that are marching side by side with the young people. And then we've got every other age out there. But what Obama said, though, is that it's the young people who, you know, they just, because of the Internet, they've grown up with it. They've grown up with iPhones in their hands. And, you know, they can connect to people anywhere, everywhere through, I mean, just think about eBay and think about, you know, Facebook and all the social media, how much it's changed us. So you're right. It is about love. And, you know, we've had these protests and they've, they've said, you know, when you bring the riot gear, you're going to have a riot probably because that's the energy they're bringing to the table. When, like in St. Louis, um, in, in St. Charles and O'Fallon, St. Peter's rather, they it's all one area for those of you that you're like, where is this? It's a part of St. Louis. We have three parts of St. Louis. We have the city of St. Louis, we have the county of St. Louis, and then we have St. Charles County, which is over the river. And you wouldn't think it would be that different, but the river is kind of a dividing line. And so they marched, the police in those areas marched with the protesters they didn't have any riot gear on. Of course, they had their, you know, their gun and batons and stuff, but they didn't use it. They didn't need to use it because they, too, were saying, okay, we want, we want to do our jobs, and we want to help serve and protect, and we want all the, everyone to, like, work together on this. So the whole energy is totally different. And then you look at D.C., I don't recognize our capital right now. So it's, you're, you're right. It's the love. So for everyone – Write the intention. I encourage you to actually write the intention that um, and put your name in it. I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna create this right here on the spot. I, Cindy, now vision my world um, as a peaceful, loving uh, home to all of us. So well, I'll repeat that. I, Cindy, now envision my global world 
as a wonderful, loving, peaceful home to everyone on planet Earth. I changed it a little bit. But so this is what Christine was talking about. When you set intention, you always say what you want. You never say what you don't want because the universe only hears the I want. It doesn't hear the don't. So if you say, I don't want war, it hears I want war. So instead, I want peace. I want love. All right, so take it away, Christine, because we've got we got two more eclipses and all kinds of other stuff. So I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> you share. So yeah, so we in two weeks we have um, another a solar eclipse, which is close to the new moon. Um, I think it yeah, it actually is on the new moon. So on June 21st, we have a solar eclipse. Um, it's also the summer solstice, so it's the longest day of the year. And just think of it as we are flooding ourselves with all of this light on that day. There's, like, all of this sunshine. That's what the solar eclipse is really going to do. It's bringing in all of this light. It's going to expose and show all of these, all of this information will come to light. And so it's almost like you could think of it as, as we're, you know, being flooded with all the sun, uh, sunlight and when you're flooded with sunlight, yes, that can be this welcoming. You want to drape yourself in it. You want to bask in the sunlight. But sometimes it can also be a little too bright. And it's like, I kind of want to look away because it's just so bright. And so it's important to listen to ourselves um, and, and, and notice where we begin to look away, where it seems too bright for us. Because, it, you know, maybe it's information that's coming out that's just too unbelievable to even recognize but it because those are the types of truths that are being revealed through these eclipses they're they're truths that are very hard to acknowledge they are these deeply ingrained beliefs that are we're finding out are completely misguided and built on false principles so we're being flooded with this light and it'll be really important to listen to your body's and make sure you're not overwhelmed because it, it, it will feel overwhelming. It will be this tremendous amount of energy and, and things being exposed. So it will be very important to, you know, keep, hold, hold space for yourself to feel what you're feeling and to acknowledge your own response to things so that you can understand, like I said, where you're, where you're turning away from things and where maybe you need to come to a greater awareness within yourself. Um, so that that new moon will happen right as we cross into the sign of cancer. Um, you know, in cancer season is this, cancer is the, is the mothering, nurturing energy. It's, it's our emotions. Um, and it's, it's going to be pushing all of us into this more sensitive place. So we're going to be, like, just freshly entering cancer season when we have this solar eclipse and this new moon of setting these intentions of, you know, really just allowing light and love to take over. Um, but it, but it's going to be very intense, and it's going to be a lot of changes coming up. And so, again, really important during cancer season um, to, to take time for yourself, to nurture yourself, to nurture those around you. You know, we're basically, you know, we're the, we're the caterpillars transforming into this butterfly. And while that is exciting and that brings a lot of great, good, good energy with it, at the same time, 
you know, we're, we're releasing the caterpillar and we're, we're saying goodbye to that. So there's this level of grief that comes with that. And, and so it's all these conflicting emotions and really just kind of, you know, think about it as, as if we're riding the waves of these emotions and let them come, let them flow in and out, you know, allow yourself to feel them, to release them, you know, take, take care of yourself, a little extra time for self-care and for centering yourself and, and again, always coming back and centering yourself in this place of love. That is, I just feel like that is such this overarching message right now that all of us, um, you know, I think, I think the majority of people, we, we want love and peace in our life, but we haven't realized how we haven't made that a focus. And so because we haven't made that a focus, it hasn't necessarily come at a global scale. So that is why this, this putting everybody in these heart-centered places is the focus right now, because that's the first step. Get everybody into this place of of love. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, Christine, this just came through. You know, Greg Braden talks a lot about this, but um, and the scientists, you know, because, of course, he's, you know, a, a scientific person um, with his knowledge and background, is that after 9-11, when they went up above with satellites and they looked down on Earth, they're like, what in the world is happening? There were lights everywhere all over planet Earth. And what it was is the collective consciousness of people praying and opening their hearts and coming from mm. compassion. And so what I'm feeling, uh, the whole time you're talking, I'm like, oh, my goodness, we're in Kuan Yin energy. So this mm. is, so Kuan Yin, I mean, that, I, that's who I would pick right now as a, if you were to pick an archetype or a, a, a goddess to work with, Kuan Yin is what is known as a bodhisattva. She had reached a state of enlightenment where she could have been on the other side, not doing this earth plane walk anymore. She would have reached that ascension uh, point where she would have worked from the other side with us. And she said, no, I'm going to choose to stay on planet earth to pour out my compassion until all others reach that state as well. And But what she also teaches is that we must have compassion for ourselves first, and then we pour it out to others. So this is a time to bring it home. And what I've heard from so many people lately is, you know, my, my mom was very racist or my dad was very racist or my grandmother was very racist or whatever. And you're hearing the multi-generations of, you know, what people have worked through. Like we still love our parents, our grandparents, even if they were that way, but we acknowledge that that's not how we want to be. So we pour out the compassion to the generations before us, but then we work with our energy knowing that as we shift and accept that beautiful grace, then we too affect everyone else going forward. And so this is that love. This, the whole love is also another word for love is compassion because when we have compassion for other people, um, our hearts open. And there will be a big um, heart-pouring that's going to happen because last night two Buffalo policemen, I mean, it's on plain view on, I mean, it was very late breaking news last night. I was up a little bit late um, where they shoved uh, a 75 year old man to the ground and they injured him. I mean, they knocked him down and that those policemen have mm-hmm. been, you know, they've been, you know, removed of their duties. Um, but that's that kind of thing that is glaringly, um, I'm not going to talk only about the negative because there's so many positives that are coming out of this, but the but the light from these eclipses 
is showing us where our work is as a, as a nation, and and um, and what Obama said. The second piece, besides you know activating these young people and letting them create the future for our our cities and our world, you know, all over, is the governors. The governors are who I I never until COVID never realized how much the governors really play into the larger political picture, and that's what. That's what Obama said. He's got a playbook. He did all of this. They did all this research on how to work with racism in the cities and how to handle it and how to, you know, work with our communities. And that's the name of the game. And that's the love thing you're talking about. Like, so yeah. so we bring it home to our communities and we also look at the nation-wide um, impact and then we look at the global impact. But the the four letters, like you said, L-O-V-E, and that is, that is the that love heals. It's the master healer. So this whole thing mm-hmm. we've also got, like with this full moon, Mercury um, is sextile to Uranus, but it's also squared to Chiron. So this um, this is, and I'm going to let you talk about that. But the energy is we work collaboratively. We're not just, you know, and that's what's happened is is with this current administration. They've removed the United States from a lot of the global alliances because they don't want anyone telling us what we can do with the border and kids in cages and all this other stuff and police that we don't even know who they are with no badges or identity. There's like a secret police now in our country, and it's frightening. So to not go into fear and stay in love is the trick to this right now, but to also use the light to see clearly. And and so anything you want to talk about with any of these squares or anything, I mean, it's powerful. Yeah. And you mentioned it, you know, with the, with Chiron in there, it's pulling up our wounds. It's pulling up, you know, our most wounded aspects, and we're we're feeling these these painful situations come up, and you know, and Uranus is there pushing us to change. You know, so we're we're communicating and figuring our way through all of our past wounds. You know, I can tell you that over the last month. I have had more memories and and situations come out of the woodworks from years past that have come up, and I'm like, this is part of this this healing. I'm these are the cycles that I'm closing out, and it it is tapping back into these wounds that we've had and understanding them that from a new level, from you know maybe their childhood wounds, and we're looking at them now from our adult selves, and we're able to reason our way through them in a way where we can, you know, we can find a new way of communicating, a new way of loving that it's, it's healing. We're healing these old wounds. So as we heal them, we're, we're moving our minds into healing and into love. Um, right. And I want to, I want to just talk real quick about the last one, the last eclipse that's coming up. So the, the solar eclipse on, on uh, June 21st, is part of the Cancer Capricorn eclipses. So eclipses occur in these groups, and they occur in in the two signs that they eclipse in for two years. So we've been having Cancer Capricorn eclipses since 2018. And wow. the June 21st is a solar eclipse, and on July 5th we have a lunar eclipse in Cancer and Capricorn. So those two eclipses are the end of the Cancer Capricorn eclipse cycle that's been happening for two years. And that, you know, that has been pushing us, the themes of that that eclipse cycle has been tradition and security. And we are shifting 
you know, over the last two years, we have shifted our beliefs, and now it's culminating. We're coming to this culmination of those beliefs around tradition and security. And so I think that's so interesting because a lot of these, you know, beliefs that exist in our society that have created these, you know, unjust systems are just part of our tradition, and they are things that we have just accepted and not looked as closely as we should have. And so these, this cycle, this two-year cycle, has been brewing under, you know, under the skin for the last two years, and now it's like, hey, you cannot ignore that our traditions, our past, no longer provide us the security and comfort that we want. So they must be changed. So, you know, that that's the theme that's wrapping up these eclipses is really pushing us to a new place of creating new foundations for tradition and security that work for everybody. Um, right. And, and, again, that central theme of love ties that all together of, okay, this is no longer acceptable. These traditions are no longer acceptable. We are letting these go, and we are right. building a new secure foundation in love. So I'm going to just read just a couple of sentences um, from this um, take on this. So whenever you have um, an eclipse, first of all, Christine and I both work with new moon, full moon in our work. Um, and so we're, we're probably a little more aware, like, you know, than the average person. Like, I'm not an astrologer, but I've worked with new moon, full moon, I don't know, for over 30 years. And when you have an eclipse with a new moon or full moon um, situation, if you just look at it, it's like take whatever the energy is of that particular, like, full moon in Sag with, new moon in Gemini, uh, or not new moon, um, with the uh, moon in Gemini, it's like on steroids. So this is a time where you can just like really, really make these changes. And what um, Christine was talking about with the healing is that, you know, right now we may find solutions that literally come out of the blue, or we may just mm-hmm. see everything in a new in a new way that leads to creative solutions. And um, but the trick to this is that it may require facing some painful truths. And when we we need to remember that the goal with an eclipse is always to help our soul continue on its evolutionary journey. So change often involves making decisions, and those choices are not always easy ones, and it will be very important to intuitively listen to our soul's desires. So that energy of 2011 when my soul was like, what in the world am I doing? Like I was supposed to be in this restaurant two days for half days, and I'm finding myself here every single day like cracking the whip so to speak, because no one else was doing it, to get all these orders done for all the synagogues throughout St. Louis. And, like, you just have no idea. But that energy, when I had to painfully say, yes, you put all this energy in and it's not working, and what is the real part of your journey? And that's what's happening right now. I'm selling my house. I'm letting everything go. Like, I'm giving things away now. I'm giving, like, huge things away because I know that, you know, very few estate sales are happening and um, they don't want to, the people don't want to buy furniture for the most part because it's been in a COVID possible situation. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do a great giveaway. People that know me know, you know, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm having friends over. I'm putting things out. I'm like, take what you want. I mean, this is after I get the contract on my house, which should be soon. You know, it's going live. But that takes courage. All of this makes, takes courage to let go and to look and vision towards your future in a whole different way. 
but it's love is at the center of it, loving yourself, loving others, and pouring out your compassion, you're going to do just fine during these times. If you go into fear and contract, which is what happened in 9-11, and we're still to a degree in the aftermath of that, but what's happening after all of us were shut down is we're saying no. No, we're not doing it that way. And mm-hmm. countries that had to make ha- countries that had to make decisions on giving ventilators to the young people versus the old, and you know this happened in Italy and Spain. They the hospital staff sedated the older people, held their hands, and help and and stayed with them until they died. Well, we did it differently in the United States. We didn't even do that. What we did was we knew that this was happening, and we did not al- alert anyone. And the president of our country told the nursing homes to not count the deaths of the old people until May 1st. Well, we all know that more than 50% of the deaths were these older people because, and it was kind of an ethnic cleansing in a way, like, oh, just let the old people die. And then we also know that the majority, not majority, but a higher, much higher incidence was in the um, darker skin, the African-American people and uh, some other demographic populations. We didn't do anything to help that either. So there was a callousness um, of, you know, the the herd mentality or the breed, you know, like just let so many people die and then we'll be okay. Well, that's ridiculous. And we now realize that the 100,000 number is far greater than that because the older people weren't counted. So there's and then and then also they've done statistically they've looked back and the incidence of pneumonia during December, January, February, and March compared to other years they went back I think they went back four years and looked at the demographics during those months. It was like it was such an astronomical number uh, of an increase. So the pneumonia people were misdiagnosed in many cases. They were put down as pneumonia, but that doesn't even matter. This is what I want you to get, anyone listening. All of that matters. Yes, it does, but it's a turning point for all of us to say we want our world to look different, and that's what this energy is about. We want our world to look different. So we have these three eclipses that we can catapult personally and collectively and work collaboratively. But it's kind of hard when we have pulled away um, from a lot of the global alliances. So I think that's why why we're being encouraged to work at the local level. And there are so many opportunities. If any of you are interested in opportunities to help voters register, to become a notary and um and and help people register like they just had a big thing with athletes where they um, professional athletes where they went in and I forget how many people they registered to vote they because they travel all the time and there's this whole confusion around the absentee ballot so Spirit Seeker has taken a stance where this is for anyone we want everyone to go vote it doesn't matter what it we all have a voice and we all have a mind and we all have a heart. So we are going to be publishing um, in the next few issues of Spirit Seeker, um, not just in, in where we print. We're going nationwide with how do you find out if you have to have it notarized or not because in some cases you do, in some cases you don't. And how do you do this? And what if you move? How do you get your change of address done? So we're going to start working more um, just with helping people understand the complexities of, of the system right now. And that's our contribution. And then, um, but all of us can help. Like there's, there's just so many different ways that we can help. And um, so start looking in Spirit Seeker for different groups that you can join. And if you want me to help you, just send an email. Um, okay, so we're going to do readings in just a minute. I do want to say that I know some people are in the chat room. I can see you on the um, – I can see some people have called in, it looks like, from a Skype line. Um, but 
if you are listening rather than being on my switchboard calling in from your phone, then please send an email to um, info at spiritseeker.com saying I would like to be um, eligible for a drawing for the reading today, and then make sure you give us your phone number because then I will um, I will say and and I need your uh, I need your question. So um, so go ahead if you're not in uh, on your phones if you're actually in the in, uh, listening from the internet, just send in your your um, question and. Um, your first name, where you're calling from. I don't need to know first, last name, all that, but Christine and I would like to know what part of the country we're reading for. So just your first name, where you're calling from, and your question. Um, So Christine, do you have anything else before we jump into um, doing our readings? Anything else you want to share? Um, Just one last, two last quick notes. (laughs) Um, So we also, I just want to mention that it's towards the end of June, June 23rd through November 28th, we have next joining the retrograde planet so it's a spiritual retrograde a spiritual review so from june to november we're spiritually going within and re-understanding our faith and within our inner universe so that'll be a theme and i want everybody you know as these spiritual quests come up over the next few months to dive into that and reassess and we're realigning our faith in a lot of ways over those few months um, and then we also have on June 30th is the second of this Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. That happened April 4th. It happens June 30th. And I think the last one is November 12th. And so those are major, major shifts that are happening. And really what we're starting to see is the main key is we're, we're all taking responsibilities for ourselves and for the world that we're creating. So do that with this love. Find this love. Push yourself into these vulnerable places and own that as we make these shifts into taking responsibility for ourselves and pushing into the world that we really want to create. That's that's all I got. (laughs) Oh, listen, you are uh, so filled with knowledge, and I just thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing all of this. And you make it seem... um, and not easy, but you make it seem like, okay, we really have an opportunity here. So thank you, thank you so much for um, sharing all of your knowledge. You. Um, okay, so we're going to do readings in just a second. I do want to mention the feng shui aspect again. Um, yes, I'm teaching those two classes. And by the way, they're $18 each. I lowered my prices in all my classes because um, I just feel like we all are going through a lot right now. And Um, So I lowered my prices. That's what Spirit said to do, so I did it. But just to give you a couple of feng shui tips here, whenever we have a full moon, um, especially this particular full moon, we make a list. We write down what we want to let go of, and we burn it. Because we don't keep a list of what we want to let go of because then we'd be thinking about it. So instead... Um, you write what you want to let go of. But nature abhors a vacuum. Whenever we create space, um, sometimes there's a thought, if I let this go, what's going to come in? Well, so you do your dialogue. You do your list and you release it. And then you say to the universe, as you're releasing this, I am letting this go to create the space to invite in more love, more compassion, more adventure, whatever it is that you're wanting, you know, um, and and focus on what you're inviting in. The letting go is to create the space 
in your life. And that's what feng shui is all about. It's love it, use it, or lose it. So whenever we have a new moon or full moon, um, it's a fabulous time to work with the energy with feng shui. So, you know, I have loved many items, but I'm not carrying them forward. So who do I want to bless? You know, and um, and that's part of the that's just part of living on planet Earth. We we don't just throw things away. You know, yes, paperwork and stuff. Twenty five years of stuff that <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. But the beautiful objects and items that um, you know we've carried through life. Sometimes the artwork that we had is just not who we are anymore. So it's a good time to just do a cleansing of your homes, and um, and remember to open your windows symbolically, if not. Um, totally, it depends on how hot it is, but even if it's a warm, warm day, open your window symbolically and just say to the universe, I'm releasing the energy in my home and I'm inviting in the new energy to um, to nourish and love my home. So it's all symbolic, but it's all intention. Okay, so we are going to go to um, area code 951 uh, 207. Um, when I bring you on the air, which is going to be in about one second, you're going to say your first name, where you're calling from, and um, your one question that you would like to um, ask today. So you are live on the air, 951-207. Sacramento, and I was uh, wanting to see if you've seen the movie. Okay, and what is your first name, please? Nathaniel. Oh, Nathaniel. Okay. All right. So, Christine, do you want to go and I'll tag in? Sure. Okay. So, um, Daniel wants to know if he will be moving. And what I am seeing is before you make or before that decision really comes to a finality in your life and manifests, Right now, I'm getting that there is really um, this need to to look within and to have this radical acceptance of yourself. So, you know, maybe that precedes this move because, you know, I don't know, maybe there's ulterior intentions, something that's pushing you to move maybe that isn't really what you want. So before you make that decision, it's really important right now for you to tune in um, and to really face your your fears and to face any of your own beliefs, to get really self-aware with any, you know, flaws in, in the way you've held different beliefs, and to really accept yourself for who you are and where you're at. And then after you go through that phase, uh, I think it will become clearer to you where you need to be and, and who you need to be around. So... I would advise right now the, the focus is really more on self-acceptance and moving into that kind of phase. Yeah, and um, I, I agree with everything uh, Christine just said, but Nathaniel, your soul is what's nudging you forward. Um, and whether mm-hmm. you stay in Sacramento or you go somewhere else, it's really what Christine was just saying. It, it's just really embrace this this celebration of Nathaniel. And you've got the card you've got is a wonderful opportunity is going to show up. If you really do this work, um, it's going to lead you on almost like a vision quest of 
of pleasure and joy. You've got the ecstasy card. You've got the ready, set, go, uh, which is now is the perfect time to dive in and embrace your heart's true desires. And um, an opportunity is knocking on your door. So this opportunity is for you to really get who you are, get the power, and know that you're not going to misuse it. Um, that you're only going to do good works with stepping into this new frequency. So you're on track, and um, and it's good that you called in today because you can use this energy of everything Christine was sharing to just support you in, in this movement. So, yes, moving is coming, but the movement is really an internal movement first, and then once you mm-hmm. really embrace that, then it's just everything is just going to law of attraction. It will come to you. Hey, That's for- on are you guys both on Facebook? I'm sorry, what? Are yes, you on both. Facebook? Yes, um, both of us are. Yeah, yeah. Christine yeah. Compass, which is um, Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, and then C-O-M-P-A-S, only one, um, Compass. Uh, and then that's her website as well, ChristineCompass.com. I have Cindy Meyer Network, Spirit Seeker Network, Um and just plain old Cindy Meyer, and Cindy is spelled C-Y-N-D-E and then M-E-Y-E-R. Um, we have the Spirit Seeker Magazine um, uh, Facebook page, and we are starting to publish some of the individual articles as well as a link to the complete magazine. Um, and we just help in any way we can. We both, uh, Christine and I, are just here to help and to be of service. And um, so, yes, Nathaniel, please like us and, <laughs> and share with us and join our email newsletter. Um, okay, so good luck with everything. You've got a lot of opportunity coming here. Okay, all right. So, yeah, thank you. I'm glad he mentioned that. We, you know, we sometimes forget to mention that, you know, we um, we do readings. Both of us do readings. Both of us do clearings. I do remote energy work as well as um you know, I do I do group psychic parties on Zoom now. So, you know, you can either have a computer and, and people tag in, but a lot of times what we're doing is if a group is really comfortable, I'll just have four or five people on the call and they each get their readings, but everyone listens to it and then they can ask questions. Uh, and I do a little general overview of what's going on. So if you want to do a psychic party by Zoom, you just call my office, um, 636-530-7579, or um, send me a message through any of the social media or my website. Okay, we have time for one more reading, and um, we're going to go. We we don't we don't have anyone that has pushed. Uh, there's a bunch of people on the call, but people have not said they want readings. Nathaniel um, had his arm up. Uh, so if you want a reading, just push one star now. Um, I think Christine. Um, I I think I'm just going to do an over. Let's just do a reading for everyone on the call. Just the final message of the day since we don't have any specific okay we have a minute and a half so um i'm just drawing cards for all of us on how to best use this energy of this moon um and what the cards are showing is that you want there's a blessed change coming a, a, a major life change brings all of us great blessings so um and then the next card is the 9 of pentacles which is saying that we are on the right track with coming from love like Christine said and really focusing on what we want and then the almost wellness card is here and this is just showing us that it may look worse before it gets better but there's a planetary healing coming up so if we can know that when we get to the other side of um, 
this uncomfortableness with, with, you know, the illness of our, you know, watching a 75-year-old man being knocked to the ground. And, I mean, it's just not okay. None of this is okay. So we're all going through a, um, the Ganesha is the Hindu deity who removes obstacles from our path, and he is removing obstacles from all of our personal transformation, which is what we've talked about all day today. Um, Christine, mm-hmm. we have about 30 seconds. Anything you want to add? <laughs> I'm getting um, – I received this card that's the Time Master, and it's reminding us that time is not, you know, linear as we think it, but it's really all around us, and it influences everything we do. So our opportunity is in this ability to – you know, recognize that the wheel of time is turning and that when we are able to change things now, it influences the past and the future. So right now we are in this moment where anything is possible. And when we push forward and we take advantage of that and we realize that we can change at any time, now is being, we're being called to change. Now is this time and we can set it straight for the future. Amen, sister. We are on yeah. on it. We are on it. So see yourself on the front lines of love and healing our planet and healing your own personal um, transformation and being open. And we're emissaries of light for the world right now. And the world, are, uh, the rest of the world, is, you know, they're emissaries of light for us. We're all connected. Okay. Otherwise, we wouldn't all be on planet Earth at this time. You know, we all chose to incarnate. And when you think about all the changes that we have seen, I mean, I'm turning 65 in a couple of weeks, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I'm just amazed at all of the changes and that I've experienced in my short lifetime. And and we've got wonderful things in store for us. But the trick, as uh, Christine really emphasized, is to come from love. So. Mm-hmm. We love Thank and adore you, so you and we're, <laughs> we're grateful you listen to our show. Please share it. Um, this is a podcast, so the minute it's over, the link that you use to get here today, that link, um, it takes about five minutes after the show, and then that link, you can uh, go back and listen to it where you're like, what did she say about that? Or what, did, what, did, what was that message? Or you can share it with other friends. You just send them that link. Okay, so please like our show. Like when you when you get to um, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cindy Meyer, please like the show. That helps our um, helps Blog Talk give us a little more oomph behind our show, and they like it when they get a lot of people liking the shows, and they look at the stats from their end, and then they do extra promotion to help um, help our guests get more. Um, more vision, you know, out out in the world. Okay, well, Christine, thank you, and um, listeners, thank you, and have a beautiful day working with the energy of this full moon. It will last 48 to 72 hours, so it will go through the weekend into Monday or Tuesday. So do your work and have some fun. That's what Sagittarius is all about. Go for yeah. go make life an adventure and enjoy it. Go for what you want. Thank you, Christine. Okay, thanks Bye. everyone. Have a um, and next week I have um, Shaman Kimber as my guest. She will be talking about shamanism and um, like understanding more about how shamanism works. You know, a lot of people are like, "What is a shaman?" Well, guess what? You're going to find out next week. Okay, so thank you, thank you. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.